the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. <laughs> yes, indeed, it is Friday night. And I got to tell you guys, it's Friday night on a day in which we've got the, the fantastic, world famous Chamber of Commerce San Diego weather happening this weekend in San Diego. So I am in an especially great mood on a Friday. Y'all know how much I love my weekends. You know how much I love my San Diego weather. It's back, babies. After about six months of gray, the glorious San Diego weather is back. You know, I'm right where I am every night of the week, though, 6 to 8 p.m. here on The Answer San Diego, FM 96.1, streaming all over the world. Don't forget that I also have my podcast. You can download that anywhere that you get your podcast anytime. Every uh, night show is typically up no- uploaded by noon the next day, except for Fridays, because we got to take a couple of days off here. The San Diego County Fair is in town. We're going to be heading to the fair this weekend. What are you guys doing this weekend, and particularly since it is Father's Day weekend, so we dedicate tonight's Andrea K. Show to all the dads out there, and sometimes the dads are uncles, sometimes the dads are women in the family that have to step in, but but on this Father's Day weekend, we celebrate you men out there, particularly you men who take your role as dad and father very seriously in this country. We know that when men are in the household, that when there when men are not in the household, there's a ninety percent chance of poverty versus when there's men in the household. So the impact on our society is absolutely huge, and we want to honor you tonight. So thanks for being a part of the show. Our live calling number is eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Got a question for you dads out there, and even you non dads. So stay tuned for that question. Don't forget you can email me at any time, andreakshow.com. We'll give out our twenty four hour hotline number a little bit later. Before I go any further, got to bring in this dad, dad of twins, among other things. And happy Father's Day weekend, DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting. I, I, I let my kids know they overslept last year, so now is the time for redemption. They said show up at 10 a.m., so I will throw water on their head if they're still asleep. Um, so they slept... They, they overslept last year. Okay, well, that meant that they couldn't come and you, you wouldn't say... Oh. No, I waited around for hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. No bueno. No bueno. No, but, but, I, but I have close family members that have informed me that they're looking to go above and beyond this year. So all is well. Very, very good. All right. Got it. But we've got some serious topics to get into tonight. We're actually going to open the show tonight with a couple of hero nominations. Uh, I think I think dads are the, are the unsung heroes of our nation, particularly at a time in which there's so many attacks on the traditional family, on the role of men in society or traditional role in society. We're going to I'm going to go ahead and declare right now 
that I might not make. Should I make them here uh, this week's hero of the week or, or make them runner up or honorary and still withhold my heroes? Uh, uh, I think we're going to make fathers the heroes of the week. Yeah, you know, they're often not celebrated. They often kind of get, I'm not going to say shoved in the background, Andrea, but a lot of times they kind of get unnoticed for a lot of the selfless work that they do. Well, not only that, but right now when uh, it's not, there's so many, when it comes to the transgender issues, there's a lot of times in which we, we frame it most of the time in which we frame it as an assault on women because I think the majority maybe of transgenders are, biological males saying that identifying as women but the reality is is there's also biological women that want to assume the role of male and so there is an equal attack on men in society going on right now so and we've actually got some some really interesting stories uh to share with you guys on that uh bob walters will be here at the bottom of the hour so stay tuned for that gavin newsom newsolini is back in the news wait till y'all hear <laughs> talk about some weapons grade gaslighting y'all thought joe biden was good at the gaslighting saying crazy stuff, trying to make you believe that the sky is green. Wait till you hear some of Mussolini's hey, excuses. Hey, he's busy uh, bu- building the railroad between here and the Indian Ocean. You know what? I, I, you know, I love that. I think somebody needs to say, hey, Joe, we've got it built. Get in this car. <laughs> Get in the choo-choo train, Joe. <laughs> Get in the, all aboard the choo-choo train, Joe. We're going to take you on a ride. <laughs> <laughs> or how about this? How about somebody tell him that there is a time machine, that we built a time machine, and he gets to go back uh, to the glory days of fighting off corn pop. Get so here. all he needs to do is get in the time machine, right? <laughs> I'm in a mood. Can y'all tell? Here's my question for you guys. Um, it, you can really call in on Father's Day to talk about anything you want. If you've got a family tradition, if you've got a memory of your father who's not with you anymore, you want to share that. That would be lovely. Um, but we had an idea. Y'all know I love TV and, and, and formerly used to love Hollywood movies. Still love, still love TV. I like classic TV and movies. What is your favorite? And Skins, I told him not to tell me this because I came up with this idea like five seconds before we went live. But I, so I told Skins not to tell me his answer till we were on air. I want to know who your favorite TV dad is. And any, any, you know, scripted series, whether it's comedy, how old, I don't care how old it is, drama, who's your favorite TV dad? All right, Skins, who's yours? It's going to be, it's got to be a tie. I've, I've been wrestling with this for the last 20 minutes, and I'd say it's got to be between Mike Brady of the Brady Bunch, uh, which I know you know. Yes, of course. And then also uh, Philip Drummond uh, from, oh gosh, what's the name of the show with, uh, what you're talking about, Willis? Oh yeah, Different Strokes. Different Strokes. I loved him as a dad. That's a great pick for dad. That was one of my favorite 80s TV shows. I loved, I I loved that show. Um, uh, What was the other one you said? Mike Brady. Mike Brady. Um, all I can think about right now is Mike Brady's the bad is the bad um, perm that he had with the bad <laughs> with the bad white dude natural. Okay, not a good look. He wasn't he wasn't my favorite dad. Although hat tip to that to that dad for putting on the flowered polyester bell bottoms and doing the 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 music routines. Right. Remember, D did yep, that. I do. OK. Um, my favorite TV dad. I have a few. My favorite TV dad of all time, which makes me sad, was Dr. Huxtable. I loved 
Dr. Huxtable. I loved did. Bill Cosby so much. I wanted to be a kid in that family. I wanted Denise to be my older sister. I wanted Theo to be my brother. How awesome was that family? I loved that show so much. I wanted to have Felicia Rashad, that beautiful hot witch attorney is my mom, who came home after from the law practice during the day and cooked the food in her high heels. I loved everything about the Cosby show, but my favorite part was Dr. Huxtable. And my dad was a huge fan of Bill Cosby's comedy albums. And when I was a little kid, my dad would play Bill Cosby's comedy albums and we would all sit around and listen. And I really didn't get most of it. But I just loved Bill Cosby. His routine where he was in the dentist chair was just amazing. So that makes me sad because we all know what Dr. Huxtable was doing (laughs) with some women when he wasn't shooting scenes for the TV show. It it does make me sad. Um, What do you guys, 888-344-1170 if you want to tell us who your favorite TV dad is. It It doesn't have to be a comedy show. It could be a dramatic series. Is there a dramatic series? Can't, I'm trying to think of a dramatic series. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. Did we? Did TV have dramas back in the 70s and 80s? I don't even remember. A lot of good comedies, and yeah. and, mo- and honestly, most of the uh, that like either action or drama shows that I watched, the the main character not a father. Yeah, I mean, like, what did I watch as a, as a little kid? It, yeah, it was mostly comedies. Is really what we watched. Um. It was a great era for sitcoms. It was. All right. Um, All right. Nominee for Hero of the Week early on. Last night, I opened the show with the shocking story of Fox News and their LBGT agenda on their employees. You cannot you cannot log into the employee portal without them trying to get you to read some books, some of which are absolutely disturbingly pornographic. To the degree to where there should be lawsuits filed, but they can't. They can't uh, file lawsuits really because they're also being monitored by a social credit score organization. So then um, we find out today that um, I didn't watch it, but Skins mentioned that when Donald Trump was giving his speech from Bedminster, New Jersey, that Joe Biden was on the the left of the screen. I didn't realize because we don't watch Fox News anymore that a producer had put on what's called the Chiron, the lower third, the banner. On the TV show, wannabe dictator <laughs> has his rival arrested. And long story short, I, I think it was only up there for 30 seconds. Long yeah, story short, long. come to find out it's a former Tucker producer who had been with Fox News for 10 years, who resigned shortly after. And I'm thinking he knew he was going to quit. He knew he wasn't going to be able to stick around after putting that on the screen because it was accurate and and therefore it was not going to please the Murdoch sons who are far oh, left wow, progressives. Yeah. So Tucker Carlson actually re- released a video last night in which he addressed the issue clip two. On Tuesday afternoon, the Biden administration had Donald Trump arrested. It was a pretty big news story. You may have seen it. Just before 9 p.m. that night, as part of its coverage, Fox News ran two live video feeds next to one another. On the right, Donald Trump addressed his supporters in New Jersey. On the left, Joe Biden spoke at an event for the Secretary General of NATO in Washington. Beneath those videos at the bottom of the screen, Fox's banner read this way, quote, Wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. 
Those words were up for less than 30 seconds, but the effect was immediate. Inside Fox, the women who run the network panicked. First, they scolded the producer who put the banner on the screen. Less than 24 hours after that, he resigned. He'd been at Fox for more than a decade. He was considered one of the most capable people in the building. He offered to stay for the customary two weeks, but Fox told him to clear out his desk and leave immediately. Then the company issued a public apology for the 27-second-long wannabe dictator line. Quote, the Chiron was taken down immediately, Fox's PR department said, and then added ominously, it was, quote, addressed. Oh, my goodness. Panic at Fox News Channel over a Chiron. (laughs) Do you think they've ever panicked any time anything was said or any mistakes were made or anything ugly on the Chiron about Donald J. Trump? How about the ugliness of you, Fox News, on election night in 2020 in which you called Arizona when people were still at the polling stations? How about that? Yeah, that was some ugly And to this day, you stand by that decision, even after the audit results came back. And, um, well, we we know a lot about I don't even need to go off on that tangent. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, When we come back, looks like the phones are ringing off the hook. When we come back, we're going to we're going to I've got another here of the week story to give to you guys a nominee. And it involves some school kids and the LBGT Pride Month. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Father's Day weekend is here. Um, we are going to get back into some more hot topics here in a moment. But we put the question out there earlier. Who's your, who's your favorite TV dad of all time? You know, politics is downstream of culture. Uh, the television industry and entertainment's had a huge impact on our culture. My favorite TV dad, which is sad now, was Dr. Huxtable's. Uh, Skins's was Philip Drummond. Philip Drummond from Different Strokes. Got an email. You can call us at 888-344-1170. And do you have one that's not from a situation comedy? You and I were racking our brain during the break. I can't think of like some some dramatic series to where there was like drama taking place. Um, yeah, I went through the top 80s with a TV shows, Andrea, just off, off the air. And literally the top... Top 30 are all comedies. Well, maybe seven to 70s or the 60s. Um, I don't really, but I don't know that many that were family oriented. I think most family shows uh, that were, you know, um, were, were comedies. I don't know that we've had a whole lot of um, dramatic shows. Like maybe eight is enough, but I didn't really like him that much as a dad. I thought he was a little. So an email from Frankie, he says the Andy Griffith show. He says because he was always going fishing with his son and would teach life lessons uh, through do-it-yourself learning experiences. It reminds me of my life as a child. I did that with my two children when they were growing up. So, um, you know, we did have the Hoff on... Um, Baywatch. And he had his son on there. I mean, do you guys consider the Hoff, David Hasselhoff, to be like a a favorite TV dad for you? I don't know. Um, I immediately checked email. And of course, my friend Sandy has waited. Eight is enough. Um, She did like that uh, based on a real family. I forgot it was based on a real family. You're right. And that was uh, Tom Bradford was the name of that TV character. That's I, I did, and I did love that show. The the son, um, the with the little bowl cut. 
I just thought he was the cutest little thing. And even though none of those kids looked anything at all like him or the original, um, the the uh, uh, original mom, you know, still, I thought it was a great show. Going to quickly go to the phone. Phil is on line one. He wants to weigh in on the TV shows. Hey, Phil. Hi. Um, well, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, was he in a TV show? Well, he was on the, what was that show where for a GE-sponsored theater? I didn't know that. Okay. The Neal Team Borax. Okay. <laughs> I'm dating myself. <laughs> well, look, you know, we're glad, we're glad to honor uh, our great President Reagan any time. So I didn't know about that, Phil, but thank you for calling. Well, there, I you pre- well, e- there you go again. There you go again, son. Any, any more modern uh, TV dads? Uh, no, no, sorry. That's okay, Phil. Thank you for calling. Yaz, oh, our buddy Yaz is on the line. Hey, Yaz, thanks for calling. Hey, Andrew, you know who I just absolutely loved was Red on the 70s show. Do you know I never watched the 70s show? Really? I've never... Red was like a typical tough love, you know, kick you in your butt, you know, type. You know, he was like tough. I just could really relate to Red. So I like Red. And then also Father's Father Knows Best. I used to watch that in reruns when I was a kid. Okay, so those were those are my two. And I also liked, I also watched reruns. My brother and sister loved cartoons on Saturday mornings. I'd go in my parents' room and watch old uh, black and white reruns, TV shows. Uh-huh. I loved My Three Sons. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, that's Fred McMurray. One. Fred McMurray played yes. the dad in My Three Sons. Yes. I watched yes. the black and white episodes. I watched it up until it was in color and the sons got married. I loved that TV show. That was one of my favorites as a girl. So, okay, yeah. That's my input for you. Thank you, Yes, Thank I'm going to check out the 70s show because Red sounds like my kind of dad. I didn't like Home Improvement because I don't like a weak dad in a series what about i can I take a it. loving you know, dad but not we from happy days um i thought he was good on happy days what did you think of mr c mr cunningham on happy days yes i i liked him yeah i liked him i liked him mm-hmm. but i i think he did a good job of keeping the show going as as kind of a straight man character but he wasn't a central character i think when you think about shows with your favorite tv dad you think about when the dad the dad character being one of the central characters and for me um you know happy days was the Fonz and richie so thanks yeah. for calling yes yeah, um, I'm just, you know, the golden age of TV really for me is the 70s and 80s. We could get into the 90s. I mean, I think the dad on 90210, Beverly Hills 90210 was good. Uh, he was a central character on the show, too. It wasn't just, a, you know, it got to where like on Family Ties to where the parents really just had a line or two each show. And it was all about Alex P. Keaton. And I didn't really like them as parents because I was I I wasn't Alex P. Keaton. I wasn't that smart, but I was as conservative as Alex P. Keaton. And let's be honest, it really was the Alex P. Keaton show. It was the Alex P. Keaton show. Um, so uh, anyway, um, I've got a nominee for Here of the Week. And I think that these kids, and it's a group of kids, some students at a middle school in Massachusetts, and I think they've got some good dads at home because students at a Boston area middle school are being accused of homophobia and intolerance by their education officials. And first of all, let's start there. The students are being attacked and being and having 
really pejorative terms thrown at them and get why because they chanted they were well let me back up they were told that they needed to dress invited to wear rainbow colored clothing on june 2nd in celebration of pride month um the students instead some of them wore red white and blue clothing and chanted my pronouns are usa They did go on to, quote, destroy some rainbow decorations at the school, which is just absolutely horrifying. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's some criminal code that's that's got to be a felony, right? That's got to be a felony to tear down a pride decoration. But you know what? Is that um, uh, these displays of intolerance and homophobia are unacceptable and impact the whole community? You know what's intolerant? is the, the the greatest display of intolerance is to try to force children that don't want to support somebody else's belief system into to violating their First Amendment rights by compelling speech that they don't agree with. That's intolerance. And what's happening with this movement is it went from tolerance to validation to force participation and when you're trying to force children hat tip to these kids for going i'm not going to be forced to participate in your community i'm not going to use pronouns or validate your crap and i'm not going to participate in it my pronouns are usa and i'm going to wear red white and blue or black to the school good on them and that actually takes a lot of courage at their age it does quickly i'm going to go back to the phones chris from la jolla is on the phone he wants to weigh in on tv dads hey chris we've got one and a half minutes for you. Oh, great. Thanks, Andrea. Hey, listen, uh, uh, I'm kind of a serious guy, but I have a comedic side, too, and I just love Sanford and Son, <gasps> Red Fox. Oh, yeah. What Fred, was, uh, Fred Son, Sanford. Uh, Fred Sanford. That was, that was Fred, one of my dad's Fred favorite Sanford. TV shows. Yeah, just as funny as can be, and if you want just pure escapism, I mean, that show was just, was just it. Uh, and nowadays, it probably would be considered racist to, yeah. to like a show like that. But you, yeah. back in the day, it was great, man. Yeah, they couldn't make that show right now. They couldn't make that show again, just like they couldn't make Chico no, and the Man. Even though Chico, no, was, the man, was his boss, it wasn't his dad. But that was some great TV. Even I, as a little kid who didn't understand the jokes and stuff, thought Red Fox was funny. When he would grab his chest... When he would grab his yeah. chest and fake that he was having a heart attack, it would crack me up. And then he would, then he got into these fights with, uh, with was it Esther? Yes, no. Esther. Aunt Esther. Aunt Esther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, actress who played Aunt Esther, she cracked me up. Oh, she was good. Yeah, she should win the Academy Award. That she was, was that was some good, that was some good TV. Chris, thank you for calling in, and happy Father's okay, Day if you're celebrating good, this weekend. weekend. Thank you. All right, um, coming up, we've got Bob Walters, who is a father, I think, of five, but also caring about everybody else's kids in the schools, and he will be here when we come back for his weekly education segment. So don't you go anywhere. Politics and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's Friday night. Friday night means Bob Walters. I don't know why it puts me in such a good mood since he has to report things like college crazies, but we just love our Bob Walters. And he, lately he's had a lot of good news for us. So, hello, my dear. Hello, good to be here. Thank you. You got some good news for us tonight? Yeah, I'll start with the good news. Uh, Santa Barbara County School Districts have partnered with Medi-Cal 
to revamp mental health services on their campuses. This after a survey found that 21% of San Luis Obispo students seriously considered suicide this past year. Ninth graders. And another 37% said they felt chronically sad and hopeless in life. This has got to be part of the transgender thing and the attack on family and history and God and country. And it just is depressing these kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm I, I'm glad they're um, offering mental health services on campuses. Let's just hope that that doesn't mean that that the services are going to include pushing any of these kids into transgenderism. But offering them some some good mental health is is a good idea. I agree. The Navy takes down LGBTQ pride post on Instagram and Twitter and removes a rainbow banner in response to community outrage. That's good news. Yeah, I'm glad you reported on that. You know, I went back to the Naval Academy graduation, and I was pleased that there was no agenda pushing at all, even with Biden's uh, Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. So when I saw that on that on uh, one day a few days ago that they showed a Navy um, officer saluting a pride flag. Oh my gosh, it just was so bad. And so thank, so thank goodness that people pushed back and that they responded. And it just goes to show, Bob, this is another of your good news stories that goes to show that we can get success when we use our voices and get activated. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right, a Vermont school district, Randolph Union will reinstate middle school soccer coach who was suspended for misgendering uh, a female athlete and his daughter for condemning transgender men going into the girls' bathrooms. And they also will receive 125,000 compensation. So they suspended this teacher. Let me make sure I understand. They suspended this teacher for, quote, misgendering, meaning... um, he used a wrong pronoun or something. Yes, he did. Yes. And speaking out against men going into girls' locker rooms, he ended up getting reinstated and getting 125 k Correct. I love it. <laughs> yeah, good for I, I, yeah, I like that. I like that he not only got a, uh, his job, uh, got to resume his job, but also got some money in the process. That is a great story. That makes me feel good. Good. Now, some of the nation's largest pediatric hospitals will no longer offer children gender modification, particularly in Texas. It's over. Excellent. We need we need all hospitals to have this banned. Later on, I've got a story about a bill coming in California that has to do with this. So uh, California is deep in it and going to get worse. But I'll save that story for later. What else you got? I know. All right. It looks like Georgia will stop the DEI programs if Georgia Professional Standards Commission decides this month to remove them. In other words, this is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, questions and, and guidelines that we're using to hire anybody that goes to work for the school. They're going to do away with them. Well, you know, um, I've actually got a couple of nieces in school down there, and it, this none of this stuff has affected them yet. 
because they're still really young. So I'd like to see all this removed out of Georgia schools before it makes its way down to first graders. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, the Maryland NAACP has called on state leaders to fix the dire situation unfolding at public schools, especially hitting the black community and students. Lagging academic achievement, graduating students who lack proficiency and breakdown in discipline. This is this is outrage erupted after Baltimore schools revealed that no students were proficient in math in all 23 schools in the city. Wow. And the ACP has decided to jump in and help do battle against the school districts, which is very... I mean, uh, not nobody... 23 schools, and you don't have anybody that can add 2 plus 2? This is just, this should be the number one story in this country right now, next to Trump being indicted. You've got, and and Maryland, you know, um, I mean, like we, I don't remember the case that was the cop accusation case. It was the guy that was flopping around in the back of a, in the back of an ambulance or whatever. Um, you know, that, that at the time, we, the mayor of Baltimore was black, the police chief was black. I mean, this is, this, this is an area, Maryland is largely run by the African American community. And look at the fail, complete failure of their students. Yeah. It's sad. It it's, it's, it's horrific. Yep. That it is. Yeah. Right. So thank you for reporting that. By the way, I got to hang on. I got to make sure people know that this is a story that you probably haven't heard anywhere else. And you're only hearing it from Bob Walters. So thank you, Bob, for always, always um, being the guy to share the stories that nobody else hears. Um, now it's time, I guess, to get into some college crazies. Yes. The proportion of foreign students in STEM classes, that's your science and in technology and, and education classes and programs now far exceeds that of American students and is getting worse. In other words, in our college system where they're teaching science and, and technology, the foreign students outnumber us three to one. Well, of students. course, because STEM also includes math, and you just reported in Maryland, none of them there can add and subtract. So it's no wonder <laughs> yeah, they foreign students are... are Right? <laughs> yep. It reflects the erosion of elementary and secondary high schools to teach meaningful math and science. Mm-hmm. They just don't do mm-hmm. it. Science professors at 40 universities stand at 3,623 3, Democrats versus 314 Republicans. No, there's a Wow. Clue. Right. The Department of History ratio is even worse at 35 to 1. Whereas in 1958, the ratio was 2.7 to 1. That's how the wow. trend is moving. 35 to 1, Democrat versus Republican teaching history. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, that is just... Okay, let's, let's, let's um, do a little math here. Let's, let's take this down to the least common denominator. Um, America, Democrats are the reason why kids are coming out stupid, and it's all by design. It is. It's part of their mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. Sad. Yeah. All right, University of Cincinnati student alleges that Professor failed her for using the term biological woman in her report on women's sports history. She was given F because she used that term. 
Well, I, you know, we have to use the term alleged because we can't, you know, guarantee we can't prove it. But, you know, I would I, I, it's so crazy out there that I don't have reason to doubt her when she says that she was failed for using biological yeah. women. Right. Pathetic. Yep. It is pathetic. It is. Right. Um, and University of Cincinnati, this is in the Midwest so much. Don't don't be thinking there's a part of the country that's spared. People think, oh, Midwest values. Look, in these colleges and universities, it's lefty values all day long. That's what's being pushed. All right, let's take a break. Time to take a little uh, break, but we'll have more with Bob when we come back. So don't go anywhere. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Continuing our discussion with our education contributor, Bob Walters, author of the book Education or Indoctrination, which you can get and need to get on Amazon. We're continuing our discussion with the college crazies. It just keeps getting crazier and crazier. What else, my man? I'm afraid it is. University of Buffalo. <laughs> is sued over revoking recognition of Young Americans for Freedom student group on campus. At the wow. meeting in 1960, I was a member at UCLA of Young Americans for Freedom. They were a great organization. They're being really? revoked. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So why did Buffalo revoke um, them as, as a group? They're conservative and Christian. There you have it. I mean, enough said, right? This is where we're at. I mean, I'm sure they have every group there on that campus from Satan groups to, you know, people, you know, who call themselves a cat and use litter boxes. Um, But if you're a Christian and you're conservative, you're not allowed to be here. I guess that's the message in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oxford announces the creation of the first American, African-American English dictionary which is kind of crazy. This is to take into <laughs> account their slang and expression and music. For instance, a bussin means a flavor, flavor for food or crown physical location. <laughs> Nothing like teaching the blacks to get to hang under their slang and their uh, expressions. It's how's it going to help well, get a job someday? Well, I mean, well, I... I don't understand this. I mean, why you're going to create a dictionary for slang? I mean, all that does. I, I don't understand. First of all, I've never heard the expression "bussin" um, means flavorful food. I mean, I grew up eating some flavorful fruit food, and I've never heard that expression. Um, but I just think, well, I just think that well, I just think that this this all it does is further division. There's no need for a dictionary that has to do with slang because the people that use this slang evidently understand it. So what is the purpose of this except to try to divide us and to try to also change our norms in society, just like they're trying to change, you know, pronouns, trying to change our language um, to try to change our culture. And we need to be pushing back against this. We, we have, we don't necessarily use the Queen's English, but there's a standard English that's supposed to be taught in our schools that we're supposed to use in everyday, in our everyday lives and certain ways of writing so that everybody's on the same page and everybody understands each other. That's what we need to be embracing. This is so stupid. And once again, it's a story I'm not hearing anywhere but from Bob Walters. Okay, I got a little more of these craziness. Minnesota 
taxpayers will now set to subsidize college tuition for illegal aliens. Mm. All able to go to college for free. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Um, Minnesota, you know, I I think that's a fairly liberal state. So, you know, if they don't like it, maybe they can start pushing back and joining with Republicans. I mean, all these Democrats everywhere should start wising up as to what that what is happening to them because so many places didn't think that these borders were gonna you know and illegals were gonna matter to them oh we're in minnesota what do we care you know well now maybe they'll care yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh boy all right santa barbara college is now creating safe spaces for black students at lunch and other college events democrat segregation led by liberal whites is what is called healing space for the blacks. If your idea of healing is to is to tell blacks that you're going to only heal if you're away from white people is so racist, it's so toxic, it's so cruel, it's despicable. It's KKK in today's generation. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right, the news that two prestigious universities will pay two failed leftist Democrat politicians to indoctrinate students is more evidence of the left's takeover of our education systems in this country. Ousted former DA in San Francisco, Chesa Bowden, who was evicted by the voters in that liberal mm-hmm. city for being so radical, and former Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot. Berkeley hired the DA, and Harvard hired Lori. <laughs> wow. What the hell are they teaching? I mean, uh, in America. I mean... Harvard is supposed to be the most elite, uh, you know, higher education institution with the with the, the the tuition to match, and they've got Lori Lightfoot Beetlejuice uh, on the payroll. People rethink about you know having your kid go to Harvard. Eighty hundred eighty thousand a year. Yeah. Oh my God! Ouch! Crazy. I know. All right, I got some bad news. Okay. And in fact, one of them is you. You gave me so I'll. I'll oh, I don't even remember now. I forwarded an email uh, article. I don't even remember what it was now. All right, I'll cover it for you. Okay. Arizona Governor Kane, um, Katie has vetoed a bill banning the filming of pornographic in any building funded by taxpayer right. dollars, including K to twelve classrooms and schools. And then <laughs> they they found evidence of pornographic filming taking place in some of the classrooms and he they, they tried to stop it and he vetoed the effort and forbid any stopping of the pornographic shooting let that sink in america there was teachers there were teachers being caught filming pornographic content in schools There was legislation to ban it, and the new governor, which is Katie Hobbs, by the way, um, you know, who who hid out and refused to do debates and was, you know, um, selected by the election officials. We all know that 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 was stolen from from uh, Carrie Lake. Um, So this person banned, uh, uh, you know, not didn't ban, but um, vetoed legislation that would have banned pornography being filmed in classrooms. There's no debate. There's no discussion that the Democrat Party is the party of perversion and pedophilia. Sadly, but true. 
It really is. Yeah, it is. All right. Ab- so other um, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say we've got two minutes left, so we've got time for one more topic and We the Kids. Okay. Illinois runs against most of the country when their governor stopped any sexual books from being removed from the children's libraries and classrooms. <laughs> any library that fails to follow this will lose the state funding. That's an exception state. Most states are going the other direction, but not mm-hmm. Illinois. Wow, that's surprising. Then you got Marlin High School in Texas postponed graduation when it was evident that only five of 33 students were eligible to graduate. (laughs) 28 28 now have more time to conclude their assignments and studies and hopefully they can pass in the next few months. I'm sorry for laughing, but they only got 33 students to get through graduation. They couldn't make it happen. This school needs to be shut down. (laughs) That's just, that's just what? I mean, how much taxpayer money are they getting? You can't get 33 over the line? I could do that in my own home. That's just crazy, Bob. All right, tell everybody about We the Kids before we got to go. Yep, We the Kids is a great organization. They teach uh, proud American history and cover a lot of doctrine. Plus, you get English and history as, as well. And it's for free. Now, you can get those materials by looking up wethekids.us. And if you want to contribute, that would be nice, too. They're always struggling for money, but they do a lot of work putting it out into the parents so they can train their kids at, at home after school's out and undo the collapses training they got during the day. Yeah. They're an amazing organization, and one way you can contribute and look cute at the same time is do what I do. I've got my adorable hat and T-shirt I wear everywhere, and when I wear my We the Kids hat, I get so many compliments on it because it's that cute. Bob Walters, we love you. Thank for thank you for being here tonight. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See y'all next hour. Don't go away. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.